section forty eight of mrs diamond this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org mrs diamond by anne isabella thackeray ritchie l'envoi with the london hubbub overtired and pestered i sought out a sabub where i lay sequestered the idler w m t when the flames were extinguished when the great panic was subsiding then came the day of reprisals and the unhappy parisians who after enduring so much with patience had broken out in their madness now fell under the scourge once more perhaps nothing during the war not even the crazed monstrosities of the desperate communists had ever been more heart-breaking to hear of than the accounts of the cold-blooded revenge of the versaillaise but for this again we must refer our readers to the daily velocipede in the columns of which max was reported to be among the condemned prisoners but susy was surprised and reassured by an ambiguous letter which reached her at crowbeck place from no less well informed a person than mr bagginal of the english embassy i have executed your commission so it began susy had not given mr bagginal any commission and she turned the letter over in some surprise i am sending you the photographs of the ruins and of paris that you wished for in its present changed aspect i hope also to have some pen and ink etchings to forward at the same time they are by our companion of last year who has been doing some very good work lately though he complains of the light of his present studio he hopes however to be able to remove before long to some more commodious quarters if you should like any more of his drawings you can always find them at a toy shop in the brompton road which i believe you and miss frazy are sometimes in the habit of patronizing pray present my compliments to that young lady and tell her i shall bring over some bonbons when i next come they are making them now of chocolate in the shape of cannon-balls and of shells filled with vanille creams which i assure you are excellent believe me dear mrs diamond always most faithfully yours c e bagginal the photographs arrived by the next post and with them a sketch of the well-remembered studio in the villa and another very elaborately finished drawing of a dark box-room in mr bagginal's lodgings where the artist must have spent a good many hours the third drawing was a slight sketch of the little shop front in the brompton road with mrs barry's name over the doorway susy recognized it at once for she had been there and had often heard of the place from max himself two days afterwards susy with caron's packet in her hand was driving along knightsbridge towards the little shop in a strangely anxious and excited frame of mind she got out of her hansom dismissed the man and stood for an instant in the doorway gathering courage to go in it seemed to her as if 
all the toys were feeling for her as she stood there the dolls with their goggle blue eyes the little donkeys and horses the sheep with their pink and blue ribbons they all seemed sympathizing and to be making mute signs she saw the little trumpets in their places and the sugar-candy stores she could have bought up the whole shopful but the small assemblage would not have seemed the same to her in any other place here in the suburban street with the carts passing and repassing and the hospitals and buildings the quiet little shop haunted by the children's smiling faces seemed to shrink away from the busy stream outside as susy stood there all the dolls seemed to put up their leather arms in deprecation crying don't come in here we belong to peaceful toyland we have to do with children only not with men and women with grown-up hearts the woman who kept the shop had left the parlour door open and susy could see the window and the old london garden beyond the square panes with autumn creepers peeping through as susanna entered mrs berry came out from her parlour and susy with faltering lips asked her if she could give her any news of monsieur du pare i have some papers which i want to send him said mrs dymond i will call him ma'am said the woman very quietly he came last night and almost as she was speaking the door opened and max was there clap your pink arms o oh goggle eyes ba woolly lambs play musical boxes ring penny trumpets turn cartwheels and let the happy lovers meet two more people are happy in this careworn world they are together and what more do they ask du pare had escaped although his name was on the list of those attainted mr bagonel could perhaps if he chose give the precise details of the young man's evasion from the back room where he had spent so many dull days mr bagonal sent him over with a letter to mr vivian that good friend of art and liberty i know not if it was sir frederick or sir george or sir john to whom mr vivian in turn introduced du pare on his arrival and who received him with cordial deeds and words of help and recommendation he was bad to leave his toy-shop and take up his abode with the vivians for a time and work and make his way in the london world his admirable etching of mrs vivian and her two daughters first brought him into notice and repute it was followed by the publication of that etching already mentioned of a beautiful young woman gazing at a statue du pare was able fortunately to earn from the very first later he had more money than he knew what to do with and his old acquaintance in soho mr white more than once had occasion to acknowledge with thanks communications which passed between max and susy and his own particular branch of the society for the organization of the relief of distress the papers of which maxwell du pare had not at first realized the importance and which susanna brought him 
contained besides many theories and verses half finished a duly signed will which very materially affected max's future prospects caron had left him his heir and executor his trustee for his works and his men it is true the old man's fortune had been greatly reduced by late events and by the expenses of his establishment but his houses were standing still his machinery and his workshops were still there most of the workmen had clung to the enterprise in which they had a personal stake and though it was not possible for max an unwilling exile to return to france yet adolphe was found capable and able to replace him for the time on the spot mickey and dermy it was hoped would be in time able to take their share in the management of the works when the general amnesty was proclaimed about four years ago max was once more free to return to france susy most certainly would not like to leave england altogether but she is glad to go from time to time to the low white house with the shutters among the willows and poplar trees in the little village near the paper mills les is a happy meeting-place for her english friends and there upon the iron bench by the shining glass ball in the garden sits old madame du parc from avignon admiring her northern grandchildren they come up in a little file headed by phrasie who is perhaps also dragging a little bolsover by the hand promenant nous dans les bois pendant que la loupe n'y est pas sing the little voices taking up in their turn that song of childhood and innocent joy which reaches from generation to generation which no sorrow no disaster will ever silence while this world rolls on the end end of section forty eight end of mrs diamond by anne isabella thackeray ritchie